last year and a half has taught us anything, it's that humans want and need to connect. We're not-for-profit professionals supporting adults to live, work, and grow in a rapidly changing world. We need each other to build full plans and pathways for our clients so that they can achieve life-changing goals. Whoever and wherever you are, if you support adults in learning and life, the Getting Connected podcast may be for you. Grab a coffee, give us just a few minutes of your workday, and let's connect. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Gay Douglas, and I am going solo today on this podcast. Uh, my topic, uh, after much uh, consideration, is going to be surviving, thriving, and learning through crisis. Uh, goodness knows we have had a period of critical developments uh, through the pandemic over the last couple of years. And while it has been a challenging and a trying and a disruptive time uh, for everyone, uh, there has also been some lessons, uh, some lessons around leadership, some lessons about resilience, and some lessons about doing things differently than we may have been doing before. So I thought that managing through crisis, uh, surviving and thriving beyond, might be an interesting subject to explore. So hopefully uh, we will have some fun with that today. Uh, so I'm going to be reflecting both on my personal and uh, professional uh, experience of managing crisis uh, for this today. I'm also going to be sharing with you some important research and uh, what other people have to say about uh, surviving crisis and being resilient long-term. So maybe the best place to start is to define crisis. And according to my uh, Oxford Dictionary Online, a crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. It's also a time when a difficult or important decision or decisions must be made. So that's our textbook uh, definition. But to me, as organizations move uh, and have moved through this crisis and continue to move forward, it's really been a case of leadership. Uh, who have the leaders been? How have they managed the crisis on behalf of those uh, with whom they work or whom they lead? as either uh, a governmental official, the CEO of a company, the executive director of a charity, uh, the head of any organization of people uh, working together and, and so affected by the changes of the last couple of years. And Brian Tracy, who's a business consultant, has a great uh, quote here, and it's the true test of leadership is how well, those leaders function in a crisis. You know, it's easy to be the boss. It's easy to be the leader uh, when things are going smoothly and your team is working effectively and you're making great progress and achieving great results. But what happens when we hit a crisis? 
And what we know is about leadership is that at a time of crisis, the formal or official leaders sometimes disappear or sometimes are not up to the task of managing through the crisis. They may have done well in a time of plenty and a time of calm, uh, but it's not always, they may not be cut out uh, for leading during a time of crisis. So what I've seen certainly in my experience with organizations is that it's often during a crisis or a difficult time in the organization that the true leaders arise. They will float to the top just like cream and begin to informally uh, take on the role of leader. If the official leader is unable or is struggling, they'll often step forward and uh, serve as an assistant or to provide whatever uh, bolstering up that the leader may need. So I, I'd, I'd ask you to reflect on that and think about that with some of the people we've been working with over this last couple of years. Uh, I've certainly seen leadership emerge and leaders arise where they perhaps were not in those positions prior to the pandemic. So it's been an interesting time and a time for people to learn new skills and a time for, for folks to step forward uh, to assist others. So once again, let's revisit the idea of crisis. Uh, crisis may be a health crisis, uh, such as the one that we are currently finding our way out of. It could also be a crisis, uh, a legal crisis within an organization. It could be a crisis of reputation or risk. Um, you may have a technology crisis in your organization. Uh, you may have lost all of your backup data, or you may have all of the uh, computers uh, ha have, have been infected with a virus and you need to deal with that. It could be a crisis of finance. You may have a financial shortfall, or you may be requiring additional finances to deal with a development within your organization. Um, or the most important one from my point of view is a crisis of people. Uh, when people are in crisis and people are experiencing crisis, either because of organizational developments or because of personal uh, or their own health issues. I think We've seen the impact of the pandemic on people's mental health and physical health. And so uh, I'm gonna really focus, I think today on personal uh, impacts of crisis and what it means to folks uh, to be able to get through these crises. I'm also gonna be sharing uh, sort of seven top hits, hints rather, uh, that I, based on my experience and based, by the, based on the research I've done, I'd like to share with you in terms of uh, some strategies to have you thinking about how to manage best through a crisis. Uh, as we're talking about all the various types of crisis there could be from technology to finance to people to reputation and on and on, Keep in mind, often what happens is when we have a crisis in one area, it will impact others. So let's say that we have a crisis of technology. And as a result, that technology loss is affecting our human resources strategies or affecting our financial uh, records or uh, affecting 
something legal that may affect our organization. So unfortunately, there can be a little bit of a domino effect that when we have even a mini crisis in one part of our organization, uh, it may affect the other workings and the other elements of the organization. I'm gonna reflect right now with you on a, a professional and personal day in my history, uh, which began to uh, really teach me a lot about working through crises. And that was August 7th, uh, 2004. It was a professional crisis uh, within the organization uh, that I worked for. And uh, it all came down in one day. I don't think I need to give you many details except to say that it was a radical and a significant crisis uh, that I was um, left to manage on my own, I thought. I thought I was on my own with this particular crisis. Uh, what happened was I reached out uh, to uh, a colleague. Uh, I was the executive director of this organization and I reached out to the chair of my board, my board of directors. I wasn't so certain how she would respond when I told her about the crisis and the development that had occurred. Um, however, she really rallied. Um, she showed incredible support and taught me a lot about effective and thoughtful responses to crisis. And I will tell you, I asked her for some feedback on why she felt uh, we were successful in handling this crisis as a team, she and I, and others on the board of directors handling this crisis. And she said, it really comes down to trust and teamwork. Uh, don't panic. She said, give it time. We may be doing things differently, but we're going to come out on the other side. And much like as we are moving house or cleaning up our offices, sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. She also said that what we certainly realized through managing that crisis was that new opportunities were created, new connections were made in the community, we found uh, allies, we found new resources we would not have had if we had not experienced the crisis. She also suggested that communication was absolutely key and that as people are hearing about your crisis, wanting to support your crisis, take a deep breath, be honest, be forthright, tell people what they need to know uh, and assure them that everything is gonna be all right. So that was some of the valuable information that uh, my former chair shared with me. And as uh, you're listening to this podcast and thinking about that, I'm going to ask you to think a little later, I'm going to be uh, sharing seven key strategies for surviving and thriving through crisis. And you're going to hear, I think, some similar wording, some similar themes uh, to the ones I just shared with you now. So when I think about a strong leader, one of the people that comes to mind for me is uh, Jacinda Ardern. And Jacinda Ardern is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. And you may recall that she gained a, a great deal of exposure on the media when there were the mosque shootings in um, Christchurch back in 2021. She really rose to the occasion. Uh, she showed great leadership. And as I talk about the seven strategies for surviving and thriving through crisis, I want 
I'm going to be reflecting on how I interpreted her leadership style and how well that fit into these, these strategies. So um, I'm going to start with a strategy number one, prioritize the health and safety of people. So that should always be our first intent and our first goal is regardless of the size or the uh, type of crisis we are struggling with, with our people in our organizations, number one is how are people doing? How are they doing indiv as individuals, as teams, as the people who may be affected by this particular crisis? And I want you to recall that what Jacinda Arden did when the um, shootings occurred was that she immediately went out into the community to meet with the family members of those who had been killed and injured. There were more than 50 people killed and more than 50 injured during those, these shootings. Uh, and by the way, the shootings were done with some um, long range um, weapons that had not previously been available uh, in New Zealand. So she felt very strongly that uh, she needed to go out and support the people most affected. So let's talk about what we can do and when we have emergencies or urgent situations or crises within our organizations, let's make sure that we put the health and the safety and the, the needs of the people with whom we work uh, front of mind. Uh, the second strategy for surviving and thriving through crisis is to keep your mission, your vision, and your values at the center of what you do. So as organizations and as people, we have our own mission statements. We have our own vision, what we're hoping for in the future. We know what our own values are and the behaviors that, that we ascribe to and the belief system that we have. So we need to remain centered and really call on our internal mission, vision, and values to ensure that we stay centered and we stay values-based as we make decisions, often difficult decisions through the crisis. Number three, and echoing back to the team atmosphere that I certainly experienced with the chair of my board is pulling together, um, doing the best you can to keep your team together with the same intent, the same plan, the same messaging out to the people so that those folks who may be uh, a little distant, more distant from the leadership of the team may see that everything is gonna be all right. Our team is rallying uh, to the need and uh, things are going to be dealt with. Number four is take deliberate and decisive action. And I will reflect back on Jacinda Arden again. And what she did was within a month of the shootings, uh, she passed some, some significant legislation banning certain types of assault ri rifles and the rebuilding of certain types of, of guns and weapons uh, in New Zealand. And it was done decisively. It was done quickly. And she had full support of, uh, of the government behind her to do that. So she immediately demonstrated to the people of New Zealand that this was not going to happen again. She was going to do everything she could 
uh, within her control to take, to take decisive action on this uh, so that to prevent any other future crises like it. Uh, number five in my list of seven is support each other. So it's a, a bit of an extension of the pulling together as a team, but recognizing that some crises may be short-term. Certainly the one we're coming through has been a long-term crisis. And throughout every phase of that crisis, we need to keep touching base with each other, communicating with each other, finding out how people are doing. There are going to be difficult times. There are going to be better times. There are going to be times that are more difficult for individuals to deal with and other times where they may be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But mutual support of each other and really taking care of ourselves too, maybe that's a good thing to add. While we are caring for others within our teams, within our organizations and our groups, we need to take the time to take care of ourselves, to touch base with our own needs and our own um, emotional health as well as physical and mental health to say, how are you doing uh, managing, especially when you may have responsibility for other people within your group. Uh, number six of my seven strategies is, uh, and it's a long one, communicate, communicate, and then keep on communicating. When we are in crisis mode, and uh, certainly the media would attest to this, uh, the more information we have, often the better we are equipped to make decisions. So while we need to be very careful about the messaging that we receive and the messaging we believe, uh, filtering that through our own values and beliefs and our own research, it's really important that we as leaders of organizations uh, continue to communicate what is going on. How are we dealing with this crisis? And we need to do that in a very specific and distinct way as we are communicating with our people to make sure that we are updating them on key information, the information that matters the most to them, letting them know what has been accomplished, what we're in the midst of, and what is in the future, and how we are going to be moving forward through and beyond this crisis. It is suggested that the best sort of tone or demeanor that we utilize is one of calm, one of bounded optimism. I love that term, bounded optimism. So while we can be optimistic about the future, we can be very careful and distinct about what is realistic. Let's not make promises that won't happen after this crisis is done, but let's be very careful and transparent and honest about the realistic results of how this crisis may be resolved. And the final number seven strategy in managing, surviving and thriving often is these crises are difficult when they're happening, when we're in the midst of them. But we need to really pay careful attention to what we're learning through them. Sometimes we're so busy trying to survive through a crisis, we're not taking notes about what we've learned through the process, about our organizations, about ourselves, about smarter, better, different ways of doing things. So this is a time which seems a, 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 
a bit ironic, uh, some of the best times to develop, to learn, and to refine uh, the ways we do things will be during a crisis, where we may be a little more prone to take risks, to try new approaches. So um, I know that what I'm hearing from colleagues in all kinds of sectors and organizations uh, in neighborhoods is that they will likely not go back ever to doing the way things were, you know, the old normal versus the new normal, that they have learned unique, meaningful, and effective ways of communicating, of doing their important work, of making family connections that may not have ever crossed their mind before. And without the crisis, uh, they may not have learned that. I'll give you a really concrete idea. Uh, in the time of the uh, crisis in the organization I was working for back when, um, it was as a result of that crisis uh, that we learned to develop new ways of working as a team. We learned to vir work virtually. We learned about different kinds of electronic and virtual means of connecting as a team and connecting with those we served. Um, it was a tremendously painful process to go through at the time, but in the end, as I, as I look back, this crisis was truly an opportunity to learn new ways of doing things and to support each other in ways we hadn't even thought of before. So that's my, uh, my message for today, my podcast for today. I thank you for joining me. I ask you to maybe reflect on your own learnings and your own strategies. What has been most helpful for you uh, to thrive, uh, survive, and uh, move through this most recent health crisis? Uh, what have we learned through the last couple of years that will actually serve us well moving into our own futures, uh, both professionally and personally? Thank you very much.